This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I was just telling Ben that I had just gotten a haircut, but since I have like the craziest headphones of the three of us, it it, it hides my haircut no matter what. So I'm trying... I was trying to change it to like where I could it could maybe reveal. Change your haircut? Not my haircut, but like my headphones. <laughs> so I moved it back like this, and I, I it looks oh. worse. Dude, do you remember it looks the days so dumb. when you when had people... those wrap around? Yeah, wrap around headphones. The oh, wrap around yeah. headphones were. I had a pair of those. Yeah. Me too. Those were they popular were... for like a year. Yeah, but they like, were, why why were they necessary? Because they hurt the top of your head to wear. I don't they know. weren't. It was a style. You couldn't wear them with a hat. But you also you also you also couldn't lean back like on yeah. the school bus. I remember <laughs> having those on the school bus. Because also had hooks. Really they had hooks behind your ears too. Right. So you, you, it would just like push your ears forward. I was like in like sixth grade trying to be cool, and my mom would be like, "Well, how are you gonna put your head back on the ride to school?" And I was like, "Shut up, mom!" <laughs> wow, you're a terrible son. I was. I was for a time. I'm not anymore. I love you, mom. And these are not wraparound headphones, but this is a dope ass haircut. Hi, Beaver fan. <laughs> And welcome to the 38th episode of the Belligerent Beeves podcast. My hair is not as luxurious as Benny's, uh, but I did. It'll I never did, be. It, it can't It be. still looks good. Thank you, Benny. Thank you. I got a nice haircut on Friday morning. Uh, my local barbershop used to be one of those like, hey, like here's a beer to enjoy while you get your haircut thing. And it hasn't been that way in a long time because of the pandemic and mask mandates and everything uh, else going on. Uh, and this was the first time uh, Minneapolis and St. Paul recently lifted its most recent Whoa. mask mandate. So I walked in and my uh, my barber was like, so do you want a beer? And this was like 10 a.m. on Friday. I hadn't, even, I hadn't gone into work yet. I hadn't done my Peloton yet. And I was like, yeah, I do want a beer. I want a, I want a fucking beer while I get my hair cut on this Friday. It's been too damn long. And it was a, it, 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 and it was a hams. It was beautiful. I went in and answered emails for a while afterwards. JP just opened another beer, as I'm sure you just heard, listener. Lots of fun shit happening. Uh, Benny is wearing an incredible Miami Dolphins shirt, I believe, or Miami Hurricane shirt. It's we'll it's we'll the get you. to it. It's the U. Oh, I can now. I can tell it's the U. Hey, did you guys see that kid who like did the fake outs and then he ended up committing to the U? He like put on like eight different hats and everyone yeah. Was like, oh, well, and he did I, one, oh, <laughs> like what? Was this I was this recent that. or like a while ago? Well, I feel like it's been a thing that kids have been doing for a okay. while now. But there was a recent one where he started with the U hat, then he put on like nine other hats. And and then there were no hats <laughs> left on the table, so everyone was like, "So what?" And then he pulled out another University of Miami hat, a different one, like not a, even a, the original a different one. one. Yeah, like the first <laughs> one was a green U hat, and the last one was like a white U hat. And then it was he's so weird. But he put on every hat of the SEC before putting on. <laughs> the do, you, final do you guys U-hat. remember when um, it was like big news when ESPN started covering uh, signing day? I do. 
right yeah, and now you have now you have uh like i don't know if that's called it would be considered a stunt but stuff like that and then fucking brian <laughs> kelly doing like weird creepy dances with recruits down in uh at lsu it's become so much different than than like even when we were in high school yeah well, i didn't sign for anything <laughs> neither did i <laughs> <laughs> I, I staged it like I was though. I remember I I got the um not it was it's not like like a bumper sticker but sort of like the windshield sticker. Before I told anybody I got that sort of like transparent Oregon State decal. No, this is how you announced where you were going to college and i announced to my, my my parents knew what i was doing my dad before i like decided my dad came i'm actually i'm writing a piece about this for the first ever uh belligerent beefs newsletter shout out our patreon uh subscribers shout out about how the that 2006 usc oregon state football game was so meaningful to me because it was the first time my dad and i were ever at a football game together hoping for the same result because my dad's a Packer fan. I'm a Vikings fan. We, we grew up at each other's throats. But my dad came in to, uh, I think I was playing video games or something, and he was like, hey, I don't want this to influence your decision or anything, but I just want you to know, dad's weekend at Oregon State this fall is during the game against USC. So just take that information with a grain of salt. <laughs> and, <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I got that sort of like, you know, how I think in, in the mid 2000s, everyone kind of, there is like every college just decided we're going to make the same back windshield transparent decal with the same font. So yep. my sister who went to Barnard in New York, there was, there's was a Barnard sticker <laughs> on, uh, on my mom's car. So when I made things final, I went, I went out to my mom's car and I put a, uh, in, in Oregon state decal right right, up, right above right above where the barnard decal was a thousand percent committed i think my mom took a picture too and i was wearing like a north carolina t like tar heels t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> some school that, i had zero chance of getting into that was the fake out that was your fake out yeah, you, you, you were the true innovator sweatshirts <laughs> yeah. all you or all these different decals on top of each other that you couldn't even see what the words were because they're just transparent all you kids today think you're blazing a trail <laughs> I need to show you my mom's digital camera memory card from 16 years ago. <laughs> That's like impressive though. Your mom had a digital camera even 16 years ago. I feel like I was begging my parents to like buy me one for college. Because they'd right. be like, why? We have film. Film is fine. You yeah. you did have a digital camera, didn't you? I did. Yeah, I, I remember. I don't know where those photos went. And I'm kind of happy I don't know. <laughs> they're they're gonna pop up like on your time hop someday we'll be like hey, hey remember 15 years ago when you took these oh god no some... <laughs> the answer is probably still no i don't Clo yeah nope closing credits to the hangover ass realization <laughs> <laughs> um well, this is the Belligerent Beefs podcast, the 38th episode of the Belligerent Beefs podcast, uh, the podcast that has been described as a little over the top mm -hmm. by uh, by one reviewer. And I honestly think that was a fair review. Uh, Someone said that? Like, where? <laughs> it was It was in, like, Reddit comments. 
Oh yeah, no, but, I think it was like uh, some forum, Benny's house or something like that. Benny's house. It wasn't in Benny's house. But anyway, I also can't argue with it. We Wait, are people a talk about us on Reddit. <laughs> they shouldn't. They <laughs> but, shouldn't. But if a few, a few have. I mean, it's it's been a really long winter for Oregon State sports. I think uh, the whole fan base is just grasping for for pearls. <laughs> to, to to discuss, but um, imagine no, if I, our I basketball team was good, how much over ooh. the top we'd be. Right our now. our men our men's basketball team is qualifying for the fucking NCAA tournament, we, and we, not heard it here first. But <laughs> we do need to start with that because it is official that our th- are we three and three hundred thirty seven this season, or th- is Feels it three- like it. Is it three and twenty six the official number now after the loss to UW the other night? I think so. Uh, yeah. Or is it three and twenty seven? I think we are now three and twenty seven. Super super secret Iskinder. Super it's secret three, It's three and twenty seven. It's three and twenty seven. We've okay, lost we, seventeen straight. We've lost oh, oh, only seventeen straight. Okay. Yeah. Um. But we and the keep... record was twenty, right? The record for the worst. Ever season after an elite. Oh show yes, on. yeah. I thought or you were talking about losing streaks. I was like, we might be up there, uh, like with with the Caltech Beavers basketball <laughs> program. <laughs> oh yay! There's a uh, there's a small town in northern Minnesota called Bemidji that has a university, and their team name is the Bemidji State Beavers. Well, yeah. how good are they at basketball? I feel like maybe some I don't, crazy I don't magic happened where we swapped team. bodies with. The Caltech the basketball team. It's kind of like Space Jam 3. <laughs> the switch of the beavers. But anyway, <laughs> it is official on Wednesday afternoon in Las Vegas. We will be playing the tw- your 12th-seeded Oregon State Beavers basketball team. Last year, we said not 12. This year, we are... We are 12th AF, and <laughs> we have cemented we are, ourselves we are in the, the history mo- books. We are the, the most mo- 12th team ever. The most 12th of all the 12s, and <laughs> we will be playing the fifth-seeded Oregon Ducks. And honestly, it's kind of what dreams are made of. <laughs> yeah, I would much rather beat the Ducks and get so, them knocked out than have made it to the Final Four. This is it's all this is all for a reason. Exactly, it's going to cause them the most disappointment. Okay, but hold on. I got to clarify that statement you just said because, yes, beating the I would beat the Ducks over going to the Final Four this season because of how it's gone and the way that we've kind of laid a foundation for it, this being the most disappointing loss in program history for Oregon. So yep. I agree, but if we had an okay season, I would still prefer to go to the Final Four. I, w- I would too, sure. JP, but you have to understand. We we understand that Benny is the chief architect of of pettiness of of the three of us, especially <laughs> pettiness towards the University of Oregon. Benny has been a beaver way longer than very true either of us. So Benny, I know you're the one who normally asks questions. Uh, shout out to Benny's bonus belligerence available exclusively on the Belligerent Beefs Patreon. Check out our Patreon if you haven't yet. Benny, I have to ask you a question. Okay. Right now, as it stands, the Oregon State men's basketball team is three and twenty-seven, with mm-hmm. an ensuing or uh, a looming matchup against the University of Oregon Ducks, who are eighteen and twelve, in the first round of the Pac-12 tournament. Uh huh. 
if the Oregon State men's basketball team, again, the Oregon State Beavers, uh, the, the men's basketball team representing the, the Harvard of the Pac-12 and Corvallis, Oregon, the Paris of the Pacific Northwest, were to defeat that team from down the road, is this a successful men's basketball season? Yes or no? <laughs> yes. Just because, <laughs> because of how uh, – just the humor of it. It would be um, – <laughs> It would be what, like you said, it's it's what dreams are made of. It's what my petty little heart dreams are made of. <laughs> it, it would be so Shakespearean for us to beat Oregon on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, it would be great. Um, yeah, I uh, I'm crossing my fingers and toes that it happens. It uh, <laughs> would not be likely, but that's why they call it March Madness. Anything can happen, so we'll see. Yeah, I wouldn't be that surprised if it did happen. To be honest, the team is obviously it's the it, it, we say it's the weirdest team because they made the Elite Eight and then they went three and, and 26 the, the next year. But 27. it is a 27. It is uh, a weird team in the sense that they will play a, the, a really good game where they uh, if a couple calls would have gone their way, they'd win. And then the next day they're getting blown out. So um you, I, I don't know what they'll bring. And if they bring their A game, then they definitely have a chance. Well, here's to this time next week talking about a team that's 6-27 and 27 and on its way to the NCAA <laughs> consecutive season. Um, you are listening to Belligerent Beeves uh, right on the heels of the uh, men's Pac-12 tournament starting. Um, I am your uh, esteemed co-host, Terry Horseman, at Terry Horseman on Twitter, at Terrence Horseman on Instagram. Joined, as always, by... Uh, Benjamin Lawrence, Sebastian Weehage, at BennyL1986 on your social media channels. And J.P. Bertram, at J.P. Bertram on Instagram, at the Triel J on Twitter. You are that pronunciation. Yeah, that pronunciation is actually how you pronounce my name. So thank you for doing that correctly. With uh, taking like nine seconds to say J? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Yeah, there's 13 it's, J's, and then one that's why two. I have a line across the top of the J. It makes it longer. It's a hard. It's a hard J. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we need to toast to our Oregon State men's basketball team uh, to give them good luck. We need to toast to the Oregon State gymnastics team who are killing it, and we'll get into uh, into more of uh, these details, um, and we'll talk some baseball. Uh, we got some men's soccer shout-outs to get into. And, and softball. Holy and softball, softball. Holy softball, Batman. Jiminy Jillikers. And also, fucking, uh, we're gonna say football's back for spring camp. We're gonna yes! have to like, hey yo, we need to have like two episodes a week now because there's so much shit's going on again. <laughs> yeah. But so much fun stuff, and and also we need time for for us to be back up on our bullshit. Uh, <laughs> maybe we don't need time for that. But let's uh, let's go around the room, and then I, I also have a question to add to this beer segment as well. Oh, um, I'm I'm, I'm taking I'm fully taking over Benny's bonus belligerence, and just it's uh, Terry's additional comments, <laughs> comments, <laughs> sans alliteration. Um, but anyway, JP, I know you have a Starburst Double IPA that you're uh, sipping on because I saw it. Mm-hmm. But also you have something else. And I'll I'll be doing a live tasting again uh, for a second consecutive episode. And nice. it also looks like Benny might be fucking with something. I don't know. Be- Ooh. 
You have a bottle or a can of something that you have been just looking at very introspectively. I have. We're, we're going to get to you in a second, but uh, JP, it looks like you've got a, so a very like chocolatey, nutty, sort of a kicky, stouty thing. Uh, tell me if any of those things are right. Want to take another look at it? It, it looks chocolatey, nutty, kicky, and stouty. What if I told you it's a double IPA? I would believe you. It me is. Me too. It's a double black IPA from Culmination mm. Brewing. Shout out Culmination Brewing here in Portland. Uh, and oh, yeah. And it's um, an ode to Benny. It's called Four and Twenty. Yeah, is the Ooh, name nice. of the beer. It's actually delicious. I've, I haven't had very many black IPAs. I used to have more of them. I'd see them pretty often. Uh, I don't see them as frequently now. And shout out to my sister Aaron and brother-in-law Taylor. These are birthday beers they had delivered for me. And speaking of which, happy birthday, JP! Happy Thank you. birthday, JP! Thank you. It was your birthday yesterday. Meeting yes. two, three, four days ago from when the listener is listening to this. March 5th, 2022. 35 years old. Kevin Durant years old. Yeah. How, how was your birthday? What did you do? It was great. We went to Astoria, which is why I opened yeah. when I jumped on it with a Goonies reference. But Nice. Uh, yeah. Love the Goonies. We did a lot of beer tasting. Great. Shocker. Great movie. <laughs> <laughs> We had you, had to, of, you had to go to the Oregon coast to have beer tasting. Well, yeah. no, we stayed. Got we it. stayed with a great. We had we're up on the hill with a great view of the Astoria Megler Bridge and the mouth nice. of the Columbia. We got to see all the ships come in. We had a hot tub, a sauna, and then we spent all day Saturday at Fort George Brewing for lunch. Headed out over to Bowie Brewing for after lunch, and then. Uh, went to Astoria Brewing Company for after after lunch, and then we went to sushi for dinner because it was really late and everyone was like, "We're going home." My kids were losing their minds, so we went <laughs> birthday dinner at this sushi lounge. It was great though; I had a great time. I love Astoria. We had good weather. Story Astoria is awesome. It's yeah. beautiful up there. Yeah. So nice. Well, happy birthday! Astoria. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Shout out to you. Thanks. Uh, Benny and I ordered a birthday gift for you, but it's on back order, so it'll be. Is it from our <laughs> own store? No. <laughs> you would. You would have. It's seen a koozie. That. It's better back order. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you'll get. It. It'll be like a May Day birthday gift. Thanks. Thanks, guys. So yeah, you're, when you're, is May Day? You're, you're welcome. I don't know. It'll. That's probably when it'll show up. Okay, I'll um, wait till then. I don't know when that is. Yeah, and then you'll <laughs> just forget. Sitting around so forever. Yeah. It'll just be a thing that pops up randomly, and you'll be like, "Oh, this is fun." Uh, so, well, happy birthday, JP. Thanks. Did you li- did you listen to "Birthday" by Flo Rida? Please play five seconds by, of "Birthday" by Flo Rida. Featuring Rick Ross. There you go. I did. I did. And then on the way home last night, I uh, played some "Birthday" song by Two Chains. So JP, play five seconds of birthday song by Two Chains. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. Bad bitch contest. You and first. Dude, I fucking love Yo. Two Chains. I do too. I tell you that Two Chains yeah. stayed at. It wasn't the hotel I was managing, but our sister property. Like before he became super famous, he's playing at some like the Showbox, I think, in Seattle. No, what happened? <laughs> what other, is he there more? He just stayed the there. Oh, I he just, yeah, he just stayed there. That's cool. 
and that's the end of the story yeah he uh he was yeah he actually one of our managers went down and uh got to go backstage and hang out with him before the show he said he was a really nice guy tight yeah cool so shout out two chains Shout yeah. out! Shout out! Two chains. Speaking of two chains, I got a chain for my birthday, a gold chain. Because guess what? I lost my other one. What? I lost my, my regular one at a hotel in Ashland, and so I've got a replacement. Nice, nice. Yeah, I know. Do you also, just leave it at the hotel? I did. I just didn't realize it until I got all the way back here, uh, and I was like, eh, "Damn it!" And they're not going <laughs> to be like, "Oh yeah, I found your chain." <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Um, also, Benny. Yeah. You're here. I am. And you uh, were holding a can of something. It is the halftime of the uh, Portland Timbers LAFC match right now. So thank you for stepping away from this. Timbers currently up 1-0 one, one on, on LAFC. On a sick goal. Yeah, by, by Jimmy Char. Goal. Bangers yeah. only. We'll, we'll, we'll talk a little more men's soccer later in the show because we've got some Oregon State tidbits yeah. from this Major League Soccer weekend. But I think uh, it looks like you may be joining JP and I. I am. In the, in the what? Beer, yeah. In the beer, in the beer drinking. Yeah. You're, you're a you're a beer. What's man gotten for, into you? I was beer, at apparently. the grocery store and I <laughs> I passed the beer aisle and I said I'll get one. Wow. It was just a one, the just one. sort of thing. Just one. It you is, bought one it is beer one. at the grocery store. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, smart. smart. Yeah. Economical. We, it it was and it's a it's a good beer it's a rice beer i've never had a rice beer before uh it's called koshihikari uh, <laughs> ichigo beer and it's delicious it's what, brewed out of japan where, wait well, what made you grab that one off the shelf of all the beers well it's a really long story how i ended up at this particular grocery store but essentially i had a <laughs> dinner in Hawaii that was really good and it was one of those uh places where you like cook your own meat at your table oh hot pot Um, or like a it was like a uh it was a yeah a not a Mongolian grill but like um a Japanese barbecue spot oh yeah hell yeah yeah so did you go Um, to a Japanese market so I went it's actually a Korean market but they sell like little mini uh like barbecue things that you can put at your table so we did that and got all the veggies and meat to go on that and while I was there, this was a unique beer that I had never seen before. And they have like a ton of imported stuff there that you can't really find at normal grocery stores. So mm-hmm. I got it for no other reason than I had never seen it before. But it is a really good one. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I love Japanese beer. I, I got a sushi on Friday night and the sushi place I went to had a, a Asahi super dry in bottles, which is like the Miller Lite of Japan. Okay. So I got I got a couple of them, and then I I messaged our 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 friend Ehoi, who who's in China now, but was in Japan for a long time. I was right. Like, Yo, I'm drinking Asahi Super Dry in Minneapolis. Wish you were with me. And he was just like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> <laughs> um, shout out to you, Ehoi. Um, but yeah, maybe Ehoi's really like glad I'm not with you. Glad glad I'm <laughs> far away from <laughs> all three of you again. Benny, can you give me can you give us the name of that beer one more time, please? Yeah. Uh, Koshi Hikari Ichigo. Okay. <laughs> I think. Is, is, is Ichigo the, sure. the province in Japan where it, it is brewed? Uh, it's or... brewed in Niigata, Japan. So I don't okay. know if that is in Ichigo or not. <laughs> it could be, though. It could, it, it could be. Uh, the, the brewing scene in Japan is actually 
pretty fucking good. So we'll have to get out to Japan and uh, and find it. Uh, <laughs> Deal. We'll 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 make that happen when Belligerent Beeves goes worldwide. That's um, right. For the second consecutive week, I'm going to be doing a live tasting um, with this uh, beer of the month subscription that my brother-in-law got me. Shout out my brother-in-law Raphael. Uh, this one is a blood orange Hefeweizen from Ellicottville Brewing Company, which is in Ellicottville, New York. And there is zero copy on this beer. So I can't lean on that at all. You nice. know, you know I love to uh to hype up other copywriters when I get the chance. Um, but now I'm just going to have to drink this and, uh, react naturally. And I have no, I have no notes to fall back on. So it is a, uh, a wheat, wheat ale brewed with natural blood oranges. And I will be sipping it for the first time. Right. Meow. Ooh, the anticipation. I heard that go down your throat. Me too. And it sounded kind of like it hurt. <laughs> <laughs> It it didn't hurt. I, so I just, is the flavor profile pain? <laughs> no, the flavor profile is that pain. That's just you know, that that's that that's just my baseline. You can't blame the beer on that. It's very good. It's very good. That's very smooth. Uh, I can taste the blood orange. It it tastes like um, it's maybe a little thick on the on the heffy feel. Uh, I probably it's probably not the best heft that I've had, but it's it's up there. I don't know. It's it's. Untapped is one to five, Jay, and like the highest beer you ever award is like four point five. Uh, yeah, I've given like maybe two four point seven fives. Ooh, okay. I'd probably give this like a four point two, four point three. Then it's pretty. Fair. It's pretty. Yeah, it's 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 solid. Um, and I I do really like blood orange just as a flavor. Like uh, Fulton Brewing Company here does hard seltzers as well, and they have a blood orange hard seltzer that's like my favorite summer drink. Mm. Um. So this is, you know, probably probably good for me anyway. But yeah, it's a it's a solid drink. So shout out Ellicottville Brewing Company in Ellicottville, New York. And uh just shout out to Blood Orange as a flavor profile. Because hmm. I enjoy it. And Can you explain the difference between a blood orange flavor profile and an orange flavor Ooh. profile? I cannot. <laughs> I'm pretty up to date on my citrus. Okay, here am, we go. I'm a citrus connoisseur. I think blood orange is a little sweeter. Wow. Okay. I think. I I agree. And, I, and I agree. I, I agree with Benny. Settled. Yeah. Settled. No wonder you like it so much, it's, Terry. That's it's true. closer. It's sweet it, like you. It, I know, right? Such <laughs> I'm such a sweetheart. We often, uh, or I often, reference my mom's favorite beer. My dad's favorite beer is a Hefeweizen. Uh, it's not by that brewing company, but Henry Weinhardt's. Oh, yeah. Okay. I think that I stole sense. a few of his back when I was 19 years old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So did the rest of the neighborhood, I think. <laughs> it's stemming from a party that may have resulted to Benny driving back to Corvallis on Highway 34 and being called back to Portland immediately to replace <laughs> yeah. some of those Henry Weinhardt's Hefeweizen's. Oh, oh so not just that. I, yeah, it might, have been, it might have been the body, the body that was thrown through a fence that was, or or maybe cool. smashed furniture, or yeah, my cousin's body thrown through the fence too. <laughs> yeah, it's like his nephew. Oh, my hey. dad was so mad. It was. It but was shout a, out Joey H for putting yeah. up with that. 
yeah, yeah. And shout and shout out for Joe Ehage for loving Henry Weinhardt's Hefeweizens. I feel like that's a very strong dad beer. Well, it's like that's like when you're an early innovator in the craft scene, right? If you liked Henry Weinhardt's, you were like. Right, Come on, I'm over. I'm over this Budweiser business. Let's let's get something that especially right. in like 2005. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. So the question I have for you guys, and I feel like this could this can spice up the beer segment a little bit. Okay. And I don't I don't want to take your thunder, Benny, but I'm pretty sure you would not have asked this in an episode of Benny's Bonus Belligerence. Once again, shut up, Benny's Bonus Belligerence, exclusively on the Patreon page. But I want. We talk a lot about our favorite beers and just beers we like in this segment. I want to know each of your favorite beer circumstances. Not like double IPA or Black Butte Porter or anything, but like what is your favorite kind of beer when you're drinking it and all of the circumstances that surround it? So I will go first. Let's hear it. Just to just to put it out there um, and sort of set the tone, my favorite is uh, not super early, but early to mid morning beer at the <laughs> at, at the, the barber shop before on a at the barber shop before I go to work. No, early to mid morning beer at the airport before a fun trip right after you turn mm. your out of office on. Because, you know, airports, there's no time. It's Airports are like casinos. Like anything goes, basically. Yeah. While you're in an airport waiting for your flight. A fucking like 10 a.m. just tall $14 beer at whatever. At no matter what the airport is. Like if you're in the – if you're at PDX, I almost always end up drinking at the Deschutes uh, brewery spot there um, if I'm – you leaving leaving Portland, heading back home, or heading anywhere else, when you, it's like ten a.m. and like you have an hour or like hour and a half before you need to board, and you're just getting one of those big ass beers. You know it's too expensive, but you don't care. You're not checking email for a while. You just turned your like I don't give a fuck. Don't contact me, motherfucker. Email on. Hopefully you can actually put make that your out of office word for word. <laughs> um, but that's just a magical moment. So like that's that's what I'm asking here. Like your favorite kind of like you know circumstances mm. around that. And I feel like JP is probably more ready to answer. So JP, I'm gonna throw throw it over to you. <laughs> This question, favorite beer circumstance. And we're pairing kind of with a beer, I guess, maybe. No, we don't have you to. Can, you can. Okay. Well, you mine can. would definitely be, and it's been since I've really since moved back, since I have moved back to Oregon. I have loved a early afternoon on a Sunday, late fall, early winter, barrel-aged stout while watching football and having the fire on. That is is the epitome of relaxation right there. Nice. Absolutely. Yeah. I think Absolutely. uh I think mine would be uh and, and I don't know if it was like from uh a campfire when I was younger or what, but like I've always associated fat tire and camping together mm. or not necessarily even camping but like being around a bonfire. Um and specifically like down at the Oregon coast too. So I think that would be my favorite. I think that just brings me back to like really fun and exciting times. Nice. I like that. My one honorable mention is it's early Friday evening 
you got off work, you got your Pelly workout in, you're about to do something fun on Friday night, but you got to shower first. Your post Pelly workout, pre going out shower beer, is one of my favorite fucking beers. Well, See, I've never had that overlap. I never had a Peloton when I'd still go out on a Friday. <laughs> they, they weren't invented yeah. then, Terry. <laughs> you could go out on Fridays. I, I could. Yeah. I can see because yeah. a, a post Peloton shower is one of the greatest things already. Just sho- yeah. Shower beers in general is what I'm saying. But I hear you. That like very beginning of the weekend shower beer is a special shower beer. Has anyone invented a shower beer fridge? Ooh, that is a million dollar idea. It runs cold water through the coils in the back and hangs from the top of the shower faucet. Don't steal my idea, listeners. Ooh, man. If anything, support my GoFundMe. I am crowdfunding this idea. Join the, the belligerent shower uh, beer fridge. <laughs> you, that is an amazing idea. No, I kind of agree. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna look it up like right now. This is the, be, this is the part of the podcast where we look things up. Yeah, that, this is a theme. There where has we're to be one. Oh right? my god, there's an autocomplete of a shower beer fridge. Oh no, these are like ones that are built into people's showers, Terry. This is you. <laughs> Literally, it's like maybe this is a hotel. It's a hotel, and they have a shower beer fridge in the bathroom, in the shower next to the shower, but not in the shower. So I think I still have a chance to. I feel get a little rich. violated that images of my bathroom are popping up on your Google whoa some of these images are so crazy what people have done to their showers okay let's stop talking about showers for a second and actually talk about oregon state sports which is what we're here for <laughs> on the belligerent beer oh yeah podcast. Uh, you can assume that we're just drinking beers in our showers all the time with the most luxurious shower beers built into our uh <laughs> amazing amazing steam showers uh we've got a lot to get into uh, but something we for sure have to mention is that, uh, guys, Oregon State football, uh, it's been a while, but back in action, spring camp has started. Jonathan Smith meeting with the media, saying things, being cryptic, being not so cryptic, <laughs> being transparent, being vague, doing all of the college football coaching things. Uh, but yeah, the team is practicing. Um, our friend uh, Carter Baines over at Beaver Blitz has been uh, doing a great job covering all the spring practices so far, tweeting about it, posting uh, articles about it. Uh, head on over to beaverblitz.com to check out all of that content uh, and get your uh, get your early 2022 Beaver football fix in. Uh, but yeah, we, we all watched the opening press conference of uh, Jonathan Smith's meeting with the media last week and some of the comments that have uh, uh, come out since then. And uh, this season will culminate with the uh, annual spring game, which will be held on April 16th. Uh, but yeah, so there's there's a, kind of a lot to unpack here. Maybe not uh, a ton because it's spring football and it's it, basically spring football and college football is just reading between the lines, but there there is a insight to be had. So uh, JP, I'm going to start with you, and uh, I know you uh, 
watched that Jonathan Smith press conference and uh, have uh, read some of uh, the practice recaps as well. Like, what's your sort of main takeaway from uh, the first little tidbits of uh, spring camp that we've gotten for Oregon State football this year? It, would it be weird to say that I, all I thought originally as I saw chatter come up and I started looking through different pictures online of practice was one it, wow what a, it looked beautiful out there on the practice field and two for some reason I thought are we gonna ever get rid of those shoulder stripes on our regular uniforms <laughs> I don't know why it crossed my mind but I was really thinking like how long ago was it that we got these new uniforms and because they were still doing the, the you know the beavers script on the practice helmets and so I was thinking like okay well we're obviously not getting new uniforms this season but uh, it was three years ago that we got those uniforms. It feels like it was maybe longer. I don't know. But mm. that's that's honestly, that's what I thought. Is that weird? I think so. But um, I had no other real thoughts other than, sweet, I'm happy football's back. Let's let all the kind of pieces fall into place and be ready for fall. Oh, yeah. I'm so ready. Yeah. This I think this is going to be such a fun year. With half a stadium? I, with half a stadium. It, hey, that yeah. doesn't matter. I, I think that Jonathan Smith's primed to, uh, to have this team – um, be a really, really fun team to watch next year. I mean, I think that this team still has a chance. Obviously, there's so much stuff to play out. This is so early, but like this team has a chance to win the North. There's so much in flux right now with um, some of like the longstanding, you know, teams that are always in the fight that they could easily have like a above average year. Understandably, have right. an above average year, right? With like new coaches and systems and everything else, transfers in and out. We have some stability. We need a quarterback, I think. I love mm-hmm. Chance. Give Nolan a chance still. I'm all about that. But if we can get some continuity on offense, we can get some running backs, which we now we have You know, some stud running backs that are about to make their debuts for the Beavs this season. Right. I'm excited. I think we could do it. I really think this is the year. I think we're just going to build upon last year. I don't think this is like the kind of Riley era where we either just got stayed at the top and plateaued or kind of trickled down and plateaued again. I think that with Jonathan Smith and the way he's building this program is like we really do find ourselves on a, the upward swing of uh, building like a perennial championship contender. I think you're right. championship at least. Yeah. I, I, I think this year the North will come down to the Civil War game with Oregon. Excuse me. Uh, I think – Excuse you, what? We didn't we agree to keep calling it the Civil oh, War? Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm a, I'm on that I'm on that side of the fence, but just making sure. I know, yeah, exactly. I, I thought we agree, and like, and obviously we're open to whatever. But I I thought we had made that decision on this. People can change, that, Terry. Ex- exactly. <laughs> I believe Rocky Balboa said that very eloquently uh, at one point. Um, so yeah, I. I I'm very bullish on, on the Beavs uh, for for this um, this season as well. Spring ball, I'm not sure really what I'm looking for or or hoping to see. Uh, maybe just hearing that there's more consistency out of Chance, uh, seeing if you know that if if Chance really is the 100% full go starter from from day one, and if Smith is even entertaining. Uh, opening up a quarterback competition or anything like that. Uh, that's something I'll be paying attention to. Uh, Smith mentioned in his first address to the media that uh, newcomers Dylan Lopez along the offensive line and running back Damian Martinez were two scholarship players that are, are with the team this spring. 
so obviously we got some bodies on the offensive line that need to be be replaced um and also obviously bj baylor is gone uh so i don't i don't think there's going to be one running back that totally fills in for bj i think we'll probably see a lot of guys mixed in and out um with uh carrying that load and uh honestly it, it seems like we have the the talent and the selection for a pretty exciting running back by committee and i actually think that could be a, a strength uh, i'm not sure if we'll have one guy who breaks out and has you know 13 1400 yard season uh so yeah i'll just be be excited to to hear to hear uh, how these guys are doing and um also monitoring Injuries, you know, like Isaac Hodgins, who missed all of last year, and uh, Elton Julian, who uh, <clears throat> got that crazy or uh, devastating injury towards the end of last football season. Uh, you know, they're not going to be doing a ton during spring ball, but just don't rush it. Yeah, don't rush it, but to see how they're coming along health wise. Because if those are two guys that come back for our defense, I that the, the team could be pretty good. There, it's returning a lot, especially it's returning a lot of bodies on defense. So, um, I'm I'm excited about that. Yeah. Speaking of injuries, one who will always be a what if Addison Gums left the program. That's confirmed. Mm. That's confirmed. Was any reason cited? I guessing he just wants a. He's not transferring. He's leaving Oregon State. He's going into coaching under his dad, Desmond Gums, who's the head football coach at Lincoln University. Okay. So I think he's just – I'm guessing that he just couldn't get healthy enough to play. To play ball. Which mm. is a bummer. I wish him the best of luck in coaching. but Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, that's It's one of those things that happens. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> best of luck, Addison. Um, sucks that it couldn't work out, but obviously you know these things are – are never are never very clear and uh just happy that you're uh moving moving on with your your health in place and a uh, good job in place and um so yeah best best of luck over at uh at Lincoln U uh that'll be dope that's a that's a nice nice backup plan for sure um anything well also on uh NFL beast Tegan Katoriano had a pretty damn good uh, combine. Out yeah, he did. Every other tight end besides Jelani Woods from Virginia, um, and also just on some of the uh, pass catching drills, he looked pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so I don't I don't know if we'll see him drafted uh, or late drafted, but he I think he definitely did himself a few favors in in Indy this weekend. Agreed. Yeah, he definitely did. Um... And I don't think that if w- without that, there would have been really a chance of him getting drafted. But I think he put himself into the mix after the combine for sure. Yeah, and like it, it doesn't really talk. It doesn't really talk to his value though if he goes super late round. I feel like tight ends lately are the kind of position that it's a system type player, and they'll they'll wait on you. So if if the offense like matches your skill set, they'll get you the fifth, sixth, or seventh round, and you'll still have a chance of like making the fifty-two man roster. So. Um, I don't think that uh, he did himself any damage by his combine workouts by any means, but hopefully, uh, yeah, he lands somewhere that he gets utilized nicely. For sure. For sure. Best of luck to you and to uh, BJ and Avery Roberts and everyone else who will be uh, going through the NFL draft process and the Oregon State Pro Day, which is part of that process, is scheduled for March 31st. So there will be more content around the uh, Beaver NFL hopefuls 
at that time, end of the month. And we'll be here to talk about all of it. We'll be here. Hopefully uh, our, our favorite teams pick up some of these dudes so we get a chance to follow them in the pros even more closely. Because that's always fun. It's always um, fun. Well, moving on from spring football, we got to talk about sports that are actually in season right now. Uh, Oregon State baseball still doing great. Nine and one. one of, nine and one. That one one blemish happened this afternoon. Dropped its first game of the season to UC Irvine. Still won the series. Not a sweep, uh, but nine and one. And you know Justin Boyd hit his first home run of this, of his college career. Actually, I was going to say first home run of the season, but first home run of his college career to open the series. Uh, it really looked like Oregon State flexed their muscles on a pr- pretty damn good uh, UC Irvine program. Couldn't come up with the sweep, but still got the series win. So moving into uh, the uh, Pac-12 conference play, we've got Washington State up next on the Palouse. Uh, but just now after another full series, one at, at played at home, uh, Goss uh, Stadium at Coleman Field. JP, how are how are you feeling about uh, the about Mitch's boys now? Ten, ten full games into the season, it's still great. I mean, get you got to get that one loss out of the way. It's going to happen at some point. So, Irvine's a good program. They looked great against them the first two games. Today they fought back after being down, you know, on the Sunday game, already winning the series, and they're down two zero in the third inning. So. And I think one of them, like Melton, dropped a ball at the fence to give uh, Irvine either their first or second run. I can't remember. So, you know, it's just one of those games you're like, oh, whatever. We're, we've already won two. Let's see what we can get. And to climb back and, and tie it in the in the eighth and lose an extra frames. Like, there's some good resiliency there on the team. The offense is still obviously there. And same with the pitching. Like, when you lose a close one, a 3-2 like that, like, your pitching's keeping you in the game. Um, just couldn't get any of the timely hits that they needed today. And, you know, guys like Bazana are just still, you know, raking. And what I love to see about most of the team is some of the, uh, their patience at the plate. So obviously they are, they're jumping on down people's throats, like crushing teams and mercy ruling them. Uh, but they're still, they're still taking and waiting for their pitch. And I think that'll bode well through the rest of the season as we now kick off conference play. I forget where I saw, it, but um, that the uh, there were two starting pitchers um, in the Beavers rotation that were out this weekend for whatever yeah. reason. Yep. Uh, so the fact that we were able to keep that third game um, and, and cap them at three runs, I think that's more telling than what the actual score is because you know our bats went quiet and they're not going to go quiet very often. Yep. So totally I think it agreed. actually bodes really well. Yeah, keep riding the wave. I mean, I don't think I expected it to be 9-1 at this point in the season. I think at the beginning of the season, we looked at it and said, you know, like, I don't know, how, how good is New Mexico? How good is Gonzaga? Yeah. Like, <laughs> no idea. Um, I haven't really checked to see how good those those programs are now. Uh, friend of the Good friend of the pod, Joe Hedberg, was tweeting positive things about Gonzaga baseball. There you go. So I, I didn't look at their Thanks, record Joe. or anything, but it looks like Gonzaga baseball – who you know almost almost won that Eugene regional last year uh, is is a pretty good team so good for them good for us good for Mitch good for good for the whole squad good for the hard hat industry the belligerent beefs hard hats are 
still in the lab, but they're coming out. Um, I looked at the team schedule, and obviously we hope we hope to all meet up in Omaha for the College World Series this year and to, to see the Bees play there. I think I could make that last regular season series against UCLA in Corvallis happen. Ooh. I think I could make that. Oh, I'm like, down. It's like May 19th through the 21st. Yeah. Benny, yeah. you could do it. Oh, yeah. That'd be, oh, yeah. I'll be there. May, May Corvallis. Yeah. Yeah. My dad just talked about today. Uh, they, they were in town and they flew back this evening to the Bay Area. But he was saying he wants to come up and catch a game. We were actually at Pelican Brewing in Cannon Beach on the way back from the coast this Hell yeah. afternoon. Shout out to Pelican Brewing. Yeah. The guy's sitting there with his you know girlfriend or wife and. They're talking. Um, he's wearing a beeves hat, so we start chatting him up as we're waiting outside. And he said that uh, he's actually from uh, Calgary, and he runs a baseball clinic in Calgary, where um, he's sent a lot of players down to either Corvallis visits or onto the team. Didn't really elaborate much. Uh, then I was asked talking about like when we were there, and you know how I was. Uh, in school for 06 and 07 and um running through players right like oh this guy this guy and i'm like yeah and then he's like tyler graham i'm like yeah and he that guy ended up in the giant system he's like yeah that's where i met him i was in the giant system too he's like i'm friends with tyler graham and like that's why i start i'm sending kids to osu from my clip my baseball clinic and anyways i don't remember the guy's name so shout out that canadian baseball player <laughs> From Calgary. Did you did it. you give him a baby sticker? No, I didn't have anything with me. I Dang. should. Have. I know. I know. But uh, yeah, I mean, either way, we started talking. We should go. My dad's like, I should come back. We should go to a game. My dad went what? to UCLA. His birthday yeah, is May sixteenth. Oh, your dad would love oh, the perfect. UCLA series then. Yeah. So I'll I'll throw that one out of and see. Yeah. Uh, let him know. We'll maybe even jump. We'll maybe even all jump off a building together in Jimbo's honor. <laughs> as long as there's a pool below you. Not yeah. As long as there's a very very deep pool that will uh, that will save our lives. So yeah, shout out Oregon State baseball nine and one, one of the best teams in the country. Yep. Big series against the Cougs on the Palouse next week, and keeping the winning vibes going, the good vibes. Championship hopeful vibes. Ooh, yeah. The dominant vibes. I, well, before we get into this, I, I, I got to ask both of you guys a question. I, I, I'm asking a lot of questions tonight, but I have another question for you. Terry's Topics. Terry's Topics. Terry's topics. Hashtag Terry's Topics. <laughs> <laughs> is, is 17 and 3 good? Uh, yes. yes. I would say so. Yeah. You would say so? So, like, depending on... The circumstances, like context is key. Uh, is 17 wins and three losses good? Unbiasedly, yes. Yeah, I think yeah, that's yes. like an 850 winning percentage. Yeah, and that's that's correct. that's fairly good, probably, yeah. right? That's yeah. almost, that's that's uh, objectively good, no matter or what great. you're doing. Or, or great, or great, the yeah. great word. That, yeah. Great. Yeah. Wow. That's you know I, I I I thought the same thing. That's why you know the three of us get along so well because we're <laughs> we're of one mind. Uh, so I don't know why I I thought that, but anyway, the Oregon State softball team is now seventeen and three after five straight wins in the Amy S Harrison Classic. Um, already four wins away from eclipsing last season's win total. So 
uh, Laura Berg's team, shout out Laura Berg, Olympian, uh, just badass boss of the Oregon State softball team. This is looking like, uh, you know, when we go into these segments at the beginning of seasons, we always kind of just like, all right, this team's winning. How long will they keep it up? Here we go again. is, is is (laughs) Is this for real? Is this not for real? Cynical of magic. They just—it is True. every Amy Cinecola sport is just balling. I, I'm like, I, we're giving Amy too much props right now. I don't want to stroke Amy's ego any 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 more before you know, because uh, <laughs> now we got gymnastics going to going to Pac-12s with the the fucking season on the line. So it's just like Amy, get the fucking job done. Um, but <laughs> also softball, Cinecola sport, seventeen and three, Laura Berg, this team just keeps on piling on runs and keeps on just waxing opponents. And it looks like where we're, we're kind of on here in, in past episodes, it's be like, it'd be really fun if we got to go to Omaha and Oklahoma. And, <laughs> but now it's like, I mean, they're not really giving us any reason to doubt that that'd be a thing. And that's just, it's been a lot of fun. I don't know. I'm, I'm having fun with this so far. JP, what do you think? Yeah. I feel like softball's, uh, stepping out of the the baseball shadow as a, a a you know game played on the diamond in spring, and they're showing the Beaver fam and the world what they're made of. I mean, number twenty five to open the week, they're definitely rising up the rankings now. Outscored opponents thirty two to two this weekend, and on a fourteen game winning streak, which That's is so the, the longest uh, ever under head coach Laura Berg. So. They're hot. They're really hot. How many teams go to OKC? Is it eight? Probably. That's the same I as it's eight. Yeah, it's eight who go to Omaha. It'd be weird right. if it was more smaller than that, but or right. more more or less. Um, but yeah, dude, it this this weekend like the closest was a three one victory against North Dakota State. Uh, wins against Cal Baptist. You know, seven seven nothing. Um, beat UC Riverside nine to one. Beat Sacred Heart eight zero. Like we got. Obviously, there'll be games uh, and big series against the Pac twelve schools uh, coming up that will show how you know. Like there'll, there'll be a bigger telltale to how good this team really is. But we we've uh, we we've been around the block a little bit before, and the this kind of winning streaks, this kind of run differential, this kind of offensive ex- explosion isn't common and i think uh you know getting to the edge of the rankings for laura laura berg's uh team is a huge accomplishment and it's awesome and but i think they're just scratching the surface so um i'm expecting uh this group to keep keep on keep on blowing up and this is this is going to be exciting i think we have while we had we hit our litter like little winter cool down with basketball no no shade thrown at anyone it just kind of happened that way i think this the spring warm-up is coming up fast (laughs) and coming in pretty hot spring term baby spring term in corvallis baby there's nothing like it (laughs) i'm excited (laughs) and now they're coming back uh to oregon so we've got uh Finally get a chance to go watch them. Yeah, some games coming up this week, tomorrow, uh, Robert Morris, and then the Oregon State-Oregon tournament starting on Friday. So get out to Kelly Field. 
Why why aren't we playing Oregon in the Oregon State Oregon tournament? I think we're just the two sites hosting. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. Well, we're, we're playing North Dakota State, who is green and yellow, and Portland State, who is green and white. So, and we just played North Dakota State today. And we just played North Dakota State today. <laughs> yeah. So we're playing North Dakota State again. Um, shout out North Dakota State, I guess. I, shout out Fargo. North Dakota State is basically in Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> well, like we don't have much Fargo's history with them either. Like yeah. we've had like three games. We're two and one. I think that was. That was including our win. It's the today. Oregon colors to get us ready to get yeah. mad. And then Portland State to like bring it back locally to the yes, state of Oregon, yes, where we are exactly. forty and four all time against Portland State Jesus, softball. Right. So, and we also know most Duck fans went to Portland State anyway. So, that's... <laughs> <laughs> uh, just kidding. Go Vikings! <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Oregon State softball, y'all are um, badasses. Uh, anything else on softball, JP? Before uh, before we move on, uh, we no, I think we covered it. Well, no, ta- we got to talk about Tarni Septo. Sorry, sorry. Uh, complete game uh, performance for the um, Oregon State softball team. Uh, struck out nine and allowed just one to the twenty three batters she faced, earning the fifth win of uh, her career. Um, Matt, You'll is- remember from the 2020 Olympics on the Australian team. Exactly. Yeah. Masterful shit. Uh, hell yeah, Tarni. Um, thank you for holding holding us down and for uh, bringing bringing back that Olympic mastery uh, to to Oregon State softball. And y'all are y'all are killing it so far. Keep up the good work. And I think uh, we 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 may have another Cinecola championship on our hands. Um, and that's a perfect segue into the next team we have to talk about, which is Oregon state gymnastics, the PAC 12 conference champions. Yeah. Entirely because of our friend, Amy Sinicola. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> only <laughs> because, mostly, only mostly, only mostly for sure. But because they've been just, uh, on fire all year. Um, can't can't say enough uh, about this team. They uh, beat uh, the Arizona Wildcats in uh, to win their first road meet of the the season in the Pac-12 uh, conference uh, to clinch the conference championship. Um, Jay, Jade Carey, aka Jade Carey, uh, as she's known <laughs> in uh, belligerent in the belligerent Beast Kingdom, took home her eighth consecutive all around. Now has scored nine nines and. 30 of 32 routines this year. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Is that a typo? No, she's no, scored 9.9 9, 9, 30 of 32 fucking routines. Fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Maggie Dagan uh, has scored her eighth all round of the season, taking second, 39.325. Uh, just JP, let, um, let's let's get five seconds of champion by Kanye West. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's the champion. Yeah. That's the championship vibe I want <laughs> for these Pac-12 champions. Uh, and they're not done yet. Yes, lots, lots more to come for for this team. But uh, yeah, uh, JP, any anything from Warren? Anything from what you saw this weekend? <laughs> anything you're expecting? Did anyone get bullshitted this year? This this time around, we didn't get a single perfect ten, and I'm ready to fight somebody about that. <laughs> but we still got the win, so don't want don't want to go too crazy. But, you know, yeah. I think I think there's a lot to be said though about getting that road meet win. I it it seems like in collegiate gym 
there's a there's some you know bias to the judging uh for the the home team and home crowd so getting that win is big especially leading into one final dual meet in denver before we go to pac-12 championships just yeah keep that momentum going and everyone seeming to seemingly honing in uh their skills for the final push also shout out Kaitlin Garcia and Caitlin Yanish, birthdays today. Happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday. birthday. Also, happy birthday to Taylor Jones on the women's basketball team, who has the same birthday as you, JP. Yeah, that was cool. We had listeners point that out. I know. I did not know that. That's, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, Shout out Taylor Jones. Small. Birthday to Happy birthday. Small, small happy birthday. Victories, small victories in this. Uh, Her ears are ringing yeah. right now. She's like, who's talking about me? <laughs> uh well yes so i'm very excited about what's going on um with oregon state gym i think there's a, a really good chance that this turns into uh a, you know just classic you know oregon state beaver believing natty run and you know we say that you can't spell chop them without hope and i think this team has uh has plenty of hope and a lot of swag and a lot of uh uh, you know, performance um, as well that we've seen uh, in person and in the meets that we've watched from afar. So this is going to be a lot of fun. Shout out to our friend Amy Sinicola again. Uh, shout out to the entire Oregon State Gymnastics program. Y'all are making us proud as hell right hell now. Hell yeah. Hell so, yeah. They're Pac-12 Conference hell champs. yeah. They it's got amazing. a share of it at least. Oh, yeah, fucking right. Um, yeah. So is it... How does this work? It's a... A share there. It's like the regular season it. share. So ASU, right. Cal, and Utah, and the Beavs have a share of the regular season Pac-12 championship. Okay. Does so this we du- are champions. All right. And this so this dual meet in Denver that they have next week has nothing to do with the uh, no. I don't think so. Pac-12 title. Okay. Yeah. Right. I mean, or it, it's Nebraska, Denver, and Arkansas. Well, I just didn't know if. Um, other oh, if like we're also competing against other schools, and if like a tiebreaker was, you no, know, no, I so. think that I think that's it. I All think right, well, we're, yeah, hang a fucking banner. I know, hang a fucking banner for the belligerent <laughs> Beavs Hall of Famers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should make. We should start uh, find like some empty hall <laughs> in Gill. And just start printing out our own belligerent beast Hall of Famer posters yeah. and just like lacquering them up into the wall. And people are like, who's, who's putting this here? I don't know if we can do that in Guild. It's probably a warehouse in Southtown we can rent out, though. I think we have the budget for that at this point. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks to our amazing Patreon supporters and everyone who's rating and reviewing the podcast. Uh, if you want the belligerent beast Hall of Fame to be a brick and mortar actual location, uh, check out our Patreon. <laughs> Patreon. Join the Patreon. <laughs> Give us five stars on uh, Apple or Spotify, and we can make it happen together, Beaver fam. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Um, uh, we got to talk about women's hoops, which, oh, my God, just the the hits keep coming. Big win over Arizona State to start the Pac-12 tournament, but of course that means the team just draws Stanford and started (laughs) not, I'd I'd say, and we want to be careful here, but I would say the first quarter against Stanford after a 16 to two deficit was not our best quarter of the season. No. (laughs) And it, 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 
oh man, it just really feels like that this team couldn't catch a break this year. And I'm not trying to say that previous teams under Ruick have caught breaks and that's why uh, the program's been so successful these last 10 plus years. But just everything seemed to go wrong. And who knows, maybe there's a chance that the selection committee still puts Oregon State in the tournament. I'm not expecting it. No, um, I, I think so. I, I think women's NIT is uh, in 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 the cards, but I don't know. I mean, it's just it's when we look back on this season, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to really pinpoint exactly what went wrong beyond the injuries. And I think we're just gonna have to wait to see how this team reacts next year, how the team builds on it, and what happens. It's it's still a young team. A lot of talent will be coming back next year, and if it if they all stay healthy collectively, I I think it's a team that can win the Pac-12. Oh, for sure. Well, there's so yeah. much youth on this team. There's like, I, I I don't have I actually don't have a problem with them heading the the WNIT. I don't because it it gets them more more games to play. If if they end up in the NCAA tournament and they're bounced in the first round, what does that do to build upon? the experience right. of this team they don't i hate to say this but they don't deserve to be there i get it. if they're 14 and 13 and they were making this push at the end of the season like we we've kind of like got over the hump right we got past the injuries we've got past all the weird covid postponements and weird midday weekday games and now here we are this is us like we're sprinting to the finish line i would for sure say that they had a shot but they're like three and eight in their last 11 right, games right yeah. and they just they they just don't have the 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 push to like make make an impact in march madness and so i think the nit is a good spot for them i do just you know go and show out there get a few more games in your belt come back strong next season i don't think that's a failure of a season we have a lot of a lot of young players getting a lot of really great experience. I buy that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the the more postseason games that you can get, the better. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and there really hasn't been a year quite like this under Ruick, at, at least not for, for a long time. So I, I'm not totally, you know, upset that this is, uh, like, maybe, like, a reset year. Like, we went to – we've gone to the tournament in – let's see, like the eight of the last nine years, like nine of the last 10 years. Pretty much, So, yeah, yeah so just like, I like, I don't, we're, we're beyond, this isn't the men's team where it's just, even with an Elite Eight thing last year, it's like, just get to the tournament to make us happy. Just get to the fucking tournament. Right. Like, just get it, just getting to the tournament doesn't really do anything. So if this team can get more practices and even like play in the NIT and if they, if they get a win and like, move on then like that's that's you know better i i do i do just think this team needs to keep playing together more and we're working you know towards development because it wasn't in the cards for ruick to have another final four year uh this season like he had in 2016 but that could be next year or that could be the year after and right you, you can lay the groundwork for that shit right now and that's also similar to like how 
I don't even know how much men's basketball we're going to talk for the rest of this episode. I don't really want to talk men's basketball. I thought we already but did. We, we, yeah. did a little, we, did, we did a little bit. We did a little bit. But like part of my, my thing with Tinkle at this point was like there was a threshold where it was like, all right, this season's fucking over. So, but I could coach these guys up to maybe be the best that they can be in 23, 24, 25 and, right. and and just fuck this year. And I, I'm not saying Ruick or anyone in the Oregon State women's basketball program has mailed it in or whatever. But you do need to be pragmatic in in these situations. And I think I, I would certainly hope that we would t- accept a bid to the women's NIT and play our asses off the way that we always play our asses off. And I think that would help this team uh, grow and just kind of reset and come back uh, next year for the 2022-23 season and get back to uh, the the typical ways of competing for the conference championship. So yep. it just it just was not in the cards for this team this year, and I don't blame anybody. I like not and not just to be like like oh only like bad luck was the only thing. There's some really fucking good teams in this conference, so. It's not to put it on 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 that at all, but like I just don't think that uh, the stars aligned for this group this year. Well, and a conference play was just rough for them. I think about they had, if you remember back in December, they had all those cancellations and postponements for COVID. They played like one game in like an entire month. Yeah, span. we had like thirty five days in between yeah. games, and to, then ta- to open conference play after yeah. that, and then Taylor got hurt like three games into that shit, like yeah. after it resumed, like yeah. Cool. I think so, that had a lot to do with it for sure. That the huge yeah. long gap between playing games. We we yeah. said it back when it was happening too. Yeah, yeah. And then like honestly, the whole the whole makeup games, they weren't the only team that had to face this, of course. But like they're they're young. And so when you are trying to get this team to gel and they have to take a month off and they have to fly to Washington, fly home, go to class fly two days later early in the morning to go do an afternoon game in Pullman, like, it's going to throw you off. Like, if that's your first time doing this, like like most people, but also if you're a freshman or a redshirt freshman, and you're like, what is going on? Like, yeah. I thought this was supposed to be, like, a consistent why, schedule. Why am I playing in Pullman at 2 in the afternoon on a Wednesday in front of eight people? Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. So – the youth, I think the youth was a big part. The layoff was a big part. The injuries were a huge part. And it, but it's not all for naught. Like this team got yeah. a lot of good experience. So hope, hopefully, you know, they come back healthy next year. And this, the soul squad got a lot more experience and they just, you know, we got, we got some really good recruits coming in and it's just a reload type situation. So, yeah. Yep. But yeah, it just really, I, for one, am personally offended that Ruick did not have it planned to make it to the final four when the women's final four was in Minneapolis. I'm a little upset about that because I really wanted to go in person and just go ape shit. I'm I'm still gonna go. I'm still gonna go. I'm gonna support the teams that are there. Um, we'll see. Well, I'll, I'll adopt a team to cheer for for that weekend. But, yeah, it's a it at the outset it does not look like the uh, Oregon State Beavers will be making the women's final four uh, in Minneapolis this season so no I doubt it um, I doubt it so but, uh, and also you know what for the to make this exciting and on a and on a high note shout out Ellie Mack she had a great hell end yeah. of 
She yeah. had such an Back awesome play. press conference too, just about like the the positivity, the positive things that come out of like the transfer portal. Yeah. And things like that, where, you know, she started at a non-Power 5 college, but, like, dreamed of playing at this level, played her way here, and fuck, like, I don't know, she's, she's just goals. <laughs> just, like, yeah. goals. Yeah. Shout Agreed. out Ellie Mack. Like, yeah. And, like, I mean, she she carried us pretty much all of February. Yeah. The, the Stanford game about a month ago, she got locked down pretty hard, but... I mean, yeah, without her, I don't think they would have had like, a, an exciting Pac-12 tournament show. I know. Yeah. Well, congratulations to the Oregon State women's basketball team. Congratulations, Coach Ruick, and just the whole program. Uh, I once again just making the whole fan base and the whole Beaver fam proud. It's, Hell yeah. It is, it is such a joy to watch that team play. And, uh, you know, as we mentioned, our – our fuck, our fucking killer in the backcourt, Talia Von Olhoffen, still just a freshman in eligibility, yep. and she scored a shitload of points already. Yes. So <laughs> the, fu- the future is bright, is bright for this team. So um, I, I'm I'm excited about Oregon State women's hoops next year. And, Absolutely, uh, and whatever and whatever postseason run they've got coming up, it's coming. Yeah. Out. Agreed. If it's yeah. the women's NIT, I'm tuning in and I'm getting excited. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. Like, 08 CBI excited. (laughs) (laughs) Which was its own brand of excitement. But I'm telling you, I'm bringing that shit back. HD net, where you at, dog? Niche excitement. (laughs) Niche excitement. Ricky Klatt pouring in 28 in El Paso. Getting weird with it. Ruling Shaftenar taking most outstanding player honors home. Um, I do have to mention quickly, uh, some shout outs, uh, men, men's soccer and well, well, men's soccer and women's soccer spring season is uh, getting started soon. That's right. Um, the, uh, the spring schedule is on osubeavers.com. So check that shit out. There's wait, wait, before you go on though, I didn't know they did this a spring. Me neither. Season. Dude, no. I, wrote, I wrote spring articles about men's and women's soccer for the barometer back in the I must day. have just Where thought they at? were still playing. Where I just were you? you we didn't promised. read all your articles. You said yeah. you read every word I ever published. This is blasphemy. Blasphemy. <laughs> do, they ha- do they have a tournament and like a champion at the end of spring no. season? No. Oh. Do, you you remember, like just, do you remember right after like I graduated and I was interning for the Timbers and they had that? Do that I? T- that Timbers, of course, yeah. You're. I do. You still think I'm interning for the Timbers twelve years later, JP? <laughs> there is. There is. You were t- Benny's source. There. <laughs> My inside source. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> do you remember that Timbers Beavers scrimmage in Corvallis? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do. And Benny was like, "Terry, introduce me to Footy Danso. Introduce me to Darlington Nagby." And I was like, "No." I can't. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, that Still was really, not happy. I, I, I'm <laughs> yeah, sorry. see how he didn't laugh. Oh shit! The, the Timbers are playing right now. What's the uh, what's the score? Of the Timbers one, one zero. It's still one zero. Jimmy yeah. Chara. No, it's one one now. Sorry, buddy. What? <laughs> they. Oh, dude, shit! LAFC just scored. It's one one. Damn. Let's not talk about soccer. You're bad luck. And we have a red card. Who got a red card? Uh, Claudio Bravo. Man, I used to play FIFA. I used to play FIFA 97 on the Super Nintendo, 
and oh. you could slide tackle like all over the field. They also had an indoor soccer mode, if you remember that, and it was like yeah, uh, the foot, yeah. the futsal mode, yeah, yeah. And you could do <laughs> and it was like penalty, penalty, penalty. And I got so many. I had it to the point where I was, I got so many red cards. I only had like one guy on the whole field like playing against eleven. It was amazing. Sure. Shock, shocking that your uh, love of <laughs> professional soccer has been stunted uh, since then. <laughs> um, but you know, in Major League Soccer, lots of uh, lots of uh, Oregon State flavor. Kyrie Shelton uh, has uh, started both games for Sporting Kansas City. Um, Sofian Jafal has come off the bench in both games for DC United. They've been playing really well. Tiki Natabliang has also come off the bench in both of FC Dallas's games so far. So all three of those guys have been killing it. But of course, I'm ending this to talk about my dude. <laughs> Minnesota United FC, a.k.a. the Black and Blue, a.k.a. the Loons. Uh, JP, please play five seconds of Wonderwall by Oasis. Today is going to be the day that they're going to throw it back to you. Um, all right, I like that. I know, I know you love that's how I relate to you. Even though we play Wonderwall after wins and we've only we've drawn two games in a row, <laughs> one to one. Uh, but Hassani Dotson, Oregon State legend, who's uh, one of the best, become one of the best defensive midfielders in uh, MLS, and also just a really clutch goal scorer, um, found himself in the box with a chance to. Uh, uh, equal the score against a really tough Nashville squad last night in the home opener in Minnesota, and he put that fucker in the back of the net. So shout out to Hassani Dotson, Oregon State legend. I just like men's soccer. Bells. Our notes is just Hassani, Hassani Dotson. <laughs> so Six many exclamation marks. <laughs> every every other every other team in our notes has like multiple bullets <laughs> with details. <laughs> Men's soccer is a Sasani Dotson in all caps. But anyway, that's just a way of saying there is, you know, lots of Oregon State flavor in Major League Soccer this year. Uh, so check out uh, these dudes who are balling in MLS and also on both the men's and women's soccer side of things. There's stuff happening in the spring. So check that shit out. Uh, get out to Paul Lorenz Fields. I don't. <laughs> Can we start a frenzy at Paul Lorenzi in the spring? I don't yes. know, but I think it's our is a frenzy everywhere. Our, list, in the our listeners can do it. Our listeners can do it. So challenge accepted. Uh, support Oregon State men's and women's soccer as always. Uh, it's a lot of fun, and these teams, though both teams are going to be ballers, uh, and in in the thick of the championship race in college soccer this fall, and I can't wait. Um, anything else, you guys? This was a pretty pretty clean, straightforward episode. We just went through our bullet points, and there was like nothing crazy, chaotic, or unhinged at all. What the fuck is happening to us? We covered a lot. We did cover we a lot. We covered how many sports? Six different, seven different Six teams? Six sports. Yeah. We're not, they don't call us legends for nothing. <laughs> That's right. We're not leg- We're not legends, though, but okay. Um, anyway, <laughs> for all three of us at the Belliger, oh, are we doing the Benny's bonus Belliger after this, or are we going to wait till next week? Next week. You don't have a question prepared, Benny? That's okay. Um, <laughs> hey, we did one last week, didn't we? I don't know. Yeah, we did. Anyway, yeah. it'll be up on the Patreon uh, tomorrow. Pe- Benny's bonus belligerence on the page. It's up tomorrow. now. When you're listening to it, it's it is up, up now. now. It's up Listen, now it's good. while you're listening. Listen, yeah. it's good. It's you good. You can hear I... about my dad jumping off a third-story roof into a pool. 
Even with that context, I forgot what we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because I jumped off uh, things into pools. Um, but thank you, listener, again for tuning in to uh, this 38th episode of the Belligerent Beefs podcast. We sincerely appreciate you being here uh, during the spring term in Corvallis. It's spring in Corvallis. I don't care how hard it's raining. It's still winter term, though. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. Spring terms like it starts at the end of March, right? Yeah. Yeah. The end of March? Yeah. For real? I think so. You clearly didn't go to class, Terry. <laughs> I did. I'm just forgetting. I've been I've been working at other higher ed institutions for too long. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm treating it like spring term just because it was a fucking blizzard here in Minneapolis last night. I don't give a shit. <laughs> anyway, thank you for being here for the Belligerent Beefs podcast. On behalf of my esteemed co-host, as always, uh, JP. Bertram at JP Bertram on Instagram at the Triel J on Twitter to Triel to be real and uh, our partner in crime wearing the most 1980s shit possible that universe. That's what we talked about. That's what we talked about last week. The U, the U in the eighties. I can't remember what song that was from, but JP, if you think of it, please play five seconds of it. But the man wearing that shirt is Benjamin Lawrence, (laughs) Sebastian Weehage at Benny L nineteen eighty six on Twitter and Instagram, and I am Terry Horseman at Terry Horseman on Twitter at Terrence Horseman on Instagram, and please follow us on our Patreon, all our social media channels at Village Bees. Uh, rate and review us on Apple and Spotify. It helps us grow the show a lot. Five stars only. And tell all of your friends, if you know anyone, anyone you know who went to Oregon State, who likes Oregon State, tell the Duck fan in your life because all of their podcasts suck. We don't listen to them. We actually have no idea. But I don't have any clue. We've we've been endorsed by multiple duck fans who like listening to us. So this is this is uh, it's about the Beaver fan, but duck fans are welcome to listen as well. We'll ridicule you, but you're welcome. And it's like you know, it's a night, it's like a Thanksgiving dinner table. So bring all of the duck fans, the husky fans, the kook fans. Bring bring your wounded. <laughs> uh, just bring everybody to the party. This is the belligerent beeves. I'm Terry Horseman. Thank you for tuning in. Tune in again next week for a brand new episode. And remember, always remember. We say chopum in this family, and you scientifically cannot spell chopum without hope. Chopum! 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 <laughs> Shout out Drew Eubanks. You've been balling too. We didn't have time to talk about you. Bye! <laughs> <laughs>